God bless America. Hey, and welcome in, you guys. I'd like to introduce you to a, I think a segment we're going to start doing once a week or maybe once a day that's going to be the rant of the day. And this first rant of the day just so happens to be an outtake of a segment that I was doing on the Conspiracy Theories podcast that I got like way into left field on recent news stories and recent events. They did tie into what I was talking about. So I actually left some of the Conspiracy Theory stuff um, well, what they have told us was conspiracy theories from the part two conspiracy theory episode of ultimately proving that Joe Biden is a foreign agent and that many of these conspiracy theories are really created in this incestual circle to protect this this one lie. But I wanted to go ahead and introduce this so that you guys know and understand what we're doing here. And that's why some of it may feel or seem a bit disconnected. I've kind of clipped and pieced it together and edited it together. But for the most part, it really is the whole segment, the whole rant that I put together. So just as a brief introduction and a description of what's going on here, this is going to be the rant of the day, the first rant of the day, which is ultimately an outtake segment that I originally recorded for the part two conspiracy theory episode. So here it is, you guys. Enjoy. Shut up and listen to my order. So here we go. Let's let's get at this thing. All right, you guys. So so the Dems, the liberals are masters of projection, and it's easy for them to do this because they have the entire media behind their behind their cause. You are fake news. The entire media, mainstream media, social media, everybody is behind their cause. They are willing to lie for them because they are and they always have been party over country party over constitution it doesn't matter they don't care this is how they are attacking the united states of america through the bureaucratic institutions because the bureaucrats who are liberals don't care about the constitution and because of that and because they always live under the liberal doctrine which is party over country party over anything party over your children you're not a nice person. They don't care. This is the world that we are living in that we have to push back against. So this is a bit of a perilous story. Still plowing forward with the proxy war against Russia as we walk ourselves into nuclear war and potentially World War III with Russia and China aligning themselves in which Joe Biden destroyed decades of diplomacy to ensure that that didn't happen. Like I said before, the man managed to do it in two years. So, I mean, that really is a a true accomplishment. That's an amazing feat for somebody to accomplish, to destroy decades of diplomacy, to accomplish the worst possible situation we could imagine in just two years. I mean, hats off to Joe Biden. That is an incredible accomplishment. If you had a brain, what would you do with it? Good job. Thank you. And why, how does this happen that Joe Biden appears so weak against almost everything as it relates to China and looks the other way on everything as it relates to Ukraine? Well, I don't know. Maybe because he's compromised and he's taken money from those places. Come on, man. And his family has. And that the House is investigating these things. And they know. Just look at their reactions. Look at the way they're acting about this stuff. Looking about, Look at the way they're acting about handing out data, information, documentation. They are stonewalling everything. Everything. And of course, we would consider the fact that they're obviously not going to contribute to their own downfall. So they're going to stonewall. But the level at which they're doing it and the manner in which they're going about doing it is telling in itself. But before we get there, I'd like to make mention of this as it relates to Russia and Ukraine fighting and the left's George Washington character, the left's 
Winston Churchill character, who is Volodymyr Zelensky, the authoritarian, who was imposing authoritarian tactics on the Ukrainians before the war started. That's true. He made opposition parties in Ukraine illegal and made opposition outlets in Ukraine, media outlets illegal, banned them before the war started. Before the war. Really? And I get it. Maybe they're saying some stuff that isn't promoting his cause or whatever it may be. But yet still, if we are over there fighting for and defending democracy, that is not a democracy. That is not the way that works. And now we have Volodymyr Zelensky calling for American men and women, our soldiers, to go over and fight his war. To go over and fight Joe Biden and the neocons and the liberals proxy war against Russia. Because they pretend that Russia is the biggest threat that we face, along with this climate change red herring fallacy. They want you to believe that these things are actually true. We choose truth over facts. But Russia has an economy that is smaller than multiple states in the United States of America. States. Not the entire country. Nope. States. They don't even crack the top 20. They have a smaller economy than Italy. The only thing they have to export and sell is fossil fuels because they're living in this old mindset from the 1980s, 90s, and 2000s that Russia is the enemy, the main enemy, and they are an enemy. They are not a friend, but China is the real issue, and it is a total distraction to be get into this. So Zelensky's calling for American men and women to come fight in his war. That's, that's what he's calling for. It's on video. Go, go look it up. You can even look it up on commie search engine Google and find the video of Zelensky saying that he needs American men and women to come fight in the fight. That's what he needs. That's what he wants. That's ultimately what he's leading to. He wants our entire military over there fighting Russia. That's what he wants. And you want to know why? Because this is what they don't want to tell you. Ukraine is running out of soldiers. They just implemented a draft. Okay, so, I mean, this kind of makes sense. Their country's under full attack. We've used the draft at times in the past. But in this situation, they are using authoritarian tactics to draft people. Literally a man with no hands, disabled with no hands, waiver got denied by Volodymyr Zelensky and forced this man into service. He has no damn hands. They are struggling to find willing participants to fight in the war in Ukraine. People are paying thousands of dollars to get smuggled out of the country to not fight this war. Zelensky just upgraded the legality, the illegality of either draft dodging or disobeying orders from military superiors. This is what this man is doing. He is forcing his population into war, in which I get, okay? They want to save their country. But if you find yourself in that position, maybe it's time to go to the negotiating table. Just maybe. And the idea of us sending our men and women over there to fight is a total full stop for me. That is a no-go. Take care now. Bye-bye then. I do not believe that is a good idea at all. That will directly walk us into World War III. Right there. Ukraine, the tipping point. I can't lie! And it's so weird that so much of the accusations against the Bidens and many Democrats and George Soros, as we figure out here, are tied to Ukraine. And the whole Trump stuff was about Ukraine and Russia. So weird that it all ties together. But Zelensky doesn't have the fighters to continue the fight. This is an unbelievable development as a story that came out here recently that he doesn't have the fighters to to fight. He doesn't have it. So we're sending all this aid over there, military aid, ammunition, and of course it's useful to them, 
But the biggest problem they have is people to fight the war. Well, Joe Biden and the Democrats have said that they will support this war to the very end until Ukraine wins. Well, after we've sent them all the, all the munitions that they need and we deplete our muni- munitions base, what is the last thing we can send? What is it? That's a mystery. It's our people, our military, our technology, our resources. That's the next step. And I'm telling you, you wait. That's going to start to heat up. That conversation is going to start to become more public and it's going to start to heat up because that is the only way that Ukraine can win. If NATO steps in, maybe I can help. Or if the United States steps in. And for God's sakes, if NATO stepping in, it's going to be the United States because we're the only ones that aren't cowards. And we donate to about 90% of that damn thing anyway, which we should get the hell out of. Forget it. I quit. Because if you go look at a map and see a map of Europe and Russia and watch what countries change to NATO and watch what countries that Russia annexes or takes, the blue NATO countries are creeping closer and closer and closer to Russia more than Russia is creeping closer to NATO. And okay, so... You say, whatever. Yeah, sure. We want to have a bunch of alliances. This is what we want to do. It's how we want to do this. Well, think of it this way. If China put together an Axis group and they picked Mexico or Cuba to be a part of their organization of countries to push back essentially against us, we would have a serious, serious problem with that. We do not want a direct neighbor, Mexico, Canada, Cuba, even Cuba. We would not want that. And so we would throw an absolute fit. Well, Russia's throwing a fit because NATO has pushed right up against their borders. And not everybody in NATO is pulling their weight. Just like every other world organization that we're in, we pay for most of it, despite the fact that China controls most of them. And despite the fact that we actually pay money to China for these organizations. But I'm sorry about the rant. I'm sorry about the rift. (laughs) Oh, man. Here we go, getting in to our perilous, perilous story of Russia hoax impeachment. Joe Biden is a damn foreign agent, okay? Ha, gotcha. I watched Bongino's show, and I'm sure everybody out there, if you're conservative, you're probably like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. You watch Bongino. If you're centrist or if you're on the left, probably not so excited to hear that, oh, wow, he's a fan of Bongino's show. Listen, I like Bongino's show because he approaches it from a data statistical perspective. Facts. He pulls stories the same way that I like to do to prove my point to you from left-wing media organizations to show that you're not getting a perspective here that is completely right-wing. I'm making that perspective based on the data, the truth, the facts, the evidence that I have. And Bongino does the same thing. But he always says this, especially when he gets to talking about these really twisted webs of scandal and corruption because it's a very simple story, but there's a lot of names and there's a lot of people involved here from a lot of different organizations, federal organizations, Soros organizations, Biden organizations that find themselves all working together in the same place, working together on a common objective. And that's really all this is. But this perilous story of Joe Biden and how the Russia hoax and the impeachment stuff all started. I, I, before I do that, I want to prelude that with this with this story, okay? So 2016 primary, DNC, Democrat primary, right? Things aren't quite going the way the Democrats want early in this primary because devout, hypocrite, socialist Bernie Sanders 
who absolutely hates capitalism, he says, but he sure loves to take advantage of all of the positives that capitalism has given him in his three houses and his multi-million dollar bank accounts. Uh, 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 true. He sure loves that side of it, but he doesn't want you to have it. So Bernie Sanders, devout socialist, says that we should all have the same thing, that capitalism is bad. Well, do you really believe that if we instituted everything that Bernie Sanders wanted to do in this country, which we kind of are, I will get to, do you think Bernie Sanders would give up all his possessions to be equal with everybody else? No. I say absolutely not. He would. He would not do that. That makes Bernie Sanders an absolute flippin' hypocrite. Full stop. That's it. He's a hypocrite. But he is also a self-proclaimed socialist. And the Democrats know that this is a problem. They know this is a problem as it comes to a general election because that terminology, socialist and communist, is very, very poisonous amongst the moderates in this country. Clearly, the conservatives were never going to vote for Bernie Sanders. They knew that that was a wrap right there. But they needed that center group, and that center group put them in a very precarious situation if Bernie Sanders wins. So he's running against Hillary Clinton, right? Bernie Sanders is leading as they roll through the first few states of the primary, and this is a problem for the DNC. So the DNC rigs their own primaries to ensure that Bernie Sanders loses and that Hillary Clinton wins. Wild-eyed socialists. Okay, Well, seems like this was no big deal for them, no problem. They've probably been doing this for years. But there was a problem this time because WikiLeaks hacked their servers and they put out into the world all the Democrat emails and communications to each other, telling each other that they were going to rig the primary, how they were going to rig the primary, and what they ultimately did to rig the primary to get Hillary to win, because that was their plan all along. Hillary had to be the third Obama administration. That's what they had. That was the plan from the very beginning. Okay. So it had to be Hillary. Couldn't be Bernie. They were terrified that Bernie wouldn't win. And they were probably right. But anyhow, after the damage of all the Obama administration did and the way that they actually kickstarted this whole race issue that we have going right now, back around 2012, 2013, 2014, if you go look at the data when race relations really started to drop off a cliff and they pushed it. And they made it worse with their DEI and their equity and their CRT and their identity politics and all that nonsense that they do intentionally to divide us. You know exactly what I mean. So 2016 primary gets rigged. Hillary Clinton wins. It comes out on WikiLeaks exactly what the Democrats did. And they are totally and completely exposed, exposed for the frauds that they are, that they're lying to their own voters. Their voters' votes didn't matter to them. They didn't care. True. Tell it like it is. They were never going to put Bernie Sanders in, despite the fact that that's what their voters wanted. Their voters wanted socialism. Uh, 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 uh. Yep, you're not smart. That's what they wanted. Bernie Sanders sells this new BS format of socialism as it relates to America and blah, 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 blah. Every time Bernie Sanders talks, he should sound like the Charlie Brown teacher to you. Wah, 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 wah. Because everything he's saying is garbage. It's a big lie. He is an absolute hypocrite. He loves capitalism, takes full advantage of it. He just doesn't want you to have it. Stop peeing on me and telling me it's rain. So that he can take wealth from other people who have been successful and give it to other people who don't even try to be successful. That makes as much sense as two plus two equals fish. Who aren't even trying. The best way to promote success in this country would be for the government to get the hell out of the way 
stop regulating, and stop taxing so damn much, and people might actually have a chance to win. Put some work requirements on government-free handouts, and guess what? People would get jobs, and the country would move in the right direction, and we could start creating a business-friendly environment for businesses to come back to America. But Bernie Sanders and the Democrats knew that Bernie Sanders was not a good message for them. They knew that they had very little chance to win with a socialist running at the top of their ticket. They knew this was a problem. So needless to say, we've heard this excuse a zillion times by now, and they used it before this. But their excuse for this and how this happened, which this whole scandal ended up getting the the DNC chair fired, or I guess she resigned, but Debbie Westerman Schultz resigned as a scapegoat for her role in the whole situation. She scapegoated herself, and that's fine, whatever. But the biggest argument they made, as opposed to just blaming it all on Debbie Westerman Schultz, or whatever the hell her name is, is they said, oh my God, Russia hacked our servers. I don't think so. And the media ran with it. Oh my God, Russia hacked their servers. This is absolutely terrible. The Russians are so bad, because this is exactly the narrative that all these people stuck in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, this is the narrative that they're stuck in. Russia's so bad. Russia's the worst. Russia's the worst. They're our big enemy. They're still living in the damn Cold War. And they love wars. And they know that picking with Russia, picking at Russia in Europe, the way Russia wants to annex countries, they can utilize this at some point in time to start a war. Because the neocons love this. And the liberals are now full on board with the neocons. They love war. They love war. They want to make war. They want it to keep going. They want to slow play their handouts to countries who need help from us so that the war drags on. Or they want to get us fully involved in wars so that we can fight wars so that the neocons and all their donors and the lobbyists and all those people can make all their money because it's middle class Americans, kids, sons and daughters going to fight the wars that the neocons get us in so that they can make some money. That's true. I won't be doing that. I hate to say it that way, but it appears as if that's the way that Washington, D.C. actually works. Stupid people. Because just as conservatives started acting like real conservatives, like People like Byron Donalds and Rand Paul and guys like that, Jim Jordan, that oppose us continuing these ongoing wars forever and ever and ever. You saw the establishment, the swampy Republicans, all of a sudden they start doing a whole lot more work with the liberals. And the reason for that is, is because they're not actually conservatives. They're actually liberals. People like Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney, despite the fact that Mitch McConnell did a couple of good things with some judges. True. Thank you, Mitch. Outside of that, you're a bum. They vote with the Democrats all the time. They vote with this liberal globalist nonsense, and they've put us in this situation. Don't be stupid. So the 2016 DNC was really the the part that exposed this. It really started to move this forward. They blamed Russia. The media jumps on board. Social media is all about this Russia stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Russia, Russia did this. Russia's at fault for everything. Russian hacked this. Russian bots. Russian influence. Russia hoax, Russia hoax, Russia hoax at one after another. Our country is in serious trouble. But the problem is, is that a lot of the information that was leaked from WikiLeaks from those servers had to do with Democrat dealings with Russia and Democrat dealings in Ukraine. And they knew this was a problem. So they went to their tried and true, tried and true narrative here, which is projection. So they said, okay, well, we're running against Donald Trump. And we did a bunch of stuff in Ukraine and Russia that's bad that we don't want you to know about. And Trump has this guy named Paul Manafort running his campaign. And he also did some stuff in Russia that he shouldn't have been doing. 
So we're just going to blame this. We're going to flip this whole thing around and we're going to pin all the Russia stuff on Trump. And that's how we're going to nail this down. That's how the whole Russia hoax thing started before the 2016 election. That's how it all started. That was the story right there. That's it. That's the whole story. It's a simple story. And I know I rambled a bit, but it's a very, very simple story. That is the story. The Democrats rigged their own primary. They needed somebody to blame it on. So they blamed Russia for hacking their servers and then Russia for everything else that was going wrong. They blame Russia, blame Russia, blame Russia. And then they, they figured out, oh my God, Trump has Paul Manafort working for him. And he did some stuff from Russia that we know about because we were all over there doing bad stuff in Russia and Ukraine together. Hmm, that's strange. So let's just take that side of things. Let's just flip the whole story around. We'll just dump it all on Trump. Russia on Trump's head. And that's what they did. Russia hoax. That was the Russia hoax. Let's get into some more of the details as it relates to the Russia hoax. But understand that that whole thing was an act of projection. They took their own bad doings and they flipped it 180 degrees onto Trump's head. So shiny. That's true. Stupid people. And that's how that's how this whole thing really got started on the Russia hoax. But the real beginning actually starts before that, around 2014, when one Joseph Biden, the vice president for Barack Obama, gets appointed to be the point man for Ukraine and arming Ukraine and helping Ukraine become a more viable democracy and try to clean up all the corruption that they were known for. They're still known to be the most corrupt democracy in Europe. And democracy in Europe is pretty alleged unless you're talking about like Hungary. So anyhow, Joe Biden becomes the point man. And I want you guys to remember this clip, okay? Joe Biden sitting on a stage and remember they impeached Donald Trump for quid pro quo. It doesn't exist, folks. Right? Joe Biden's sitting on a stage and they're talking about this billion dollar loan the United States is supposed to be given to Ukraine. And he sits there and he brags and this is important to the story here. He brags about how they needed to get this corrupt prosecutor, by the way, alleged corrupt prosecutor. They needed to get him fired or they were not going to give Poroshenko, who was the president of Ukraine at the time. They made it clear to Poroshenko that unless he fired this investigator, that he was not going to get the billion dollars. Well, pretty much sounds like a quid pro quo to me. But also understand that Joe Biden gets appointed to be the point man on Ukraine for the Obama administration. And three weeks later, three weeks later, his son, Hunter Biden, is sitting on the board of an energy company. I was ready to prostitute myself. Whose primary stakeholder is a man named Igor Kolomoisky. Remember the names. Oh, no, I probably best I don't. Kolomoisky, okay? Kolomoisky, however the hell you say his name. Igor Kolomoisky. He's the primary stakeholder. Understand that. So... Let's get into this quid pro quo clip of Joe Biden literally saying out loud to the media that he placed a quid pro quo on Poroshenko that he needed him to do this for him to give him the money. So here's Joe Biden being an idiot, like always, telling on himself and proposing quid pro quo to Poroshenko holding hostage this loan to Ukraine. Here's Joe Biden. Team or others to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there's another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. I said, nah. I said I'm not going to. 
we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. Son of a bee, says Joe Biden. Son of a bee. They fired him. Just like I quid pro quoed. Just like I threatened. I said, if you don't do what I what I want you to do, then you're not getting your money. That is like the exact definition of quid pro quo, in which they accused Donald Trump of, but they got caught over a barrel because Trump beat him to the punch and released a transcript of what they were accusing was a quid pro quo, in which it really wasn't. And you guys, I really didn't have any intention of going far enough after that um, that kind of rant rant of the day outtake of um, the conspiracy theory episode to actually play that clip. And there's there's other clips that are going to be in the conspiracy theory episodes in which Joe Biden literally says the names out loud of some of the biggest players in this whole influence peddling thing, especially as it relates to Ukraine. Talking to Poroshenko, talking about Privat Bank and Kolomoisky and how he's a pain in the ass for everybody. Uh, Joe Biden quotes. So, I would uh, encourage you guys to uh, hold on tight. I'm trying to get through these conspiracy theory episodes. There's, It's such a tangled web on such a simple story, but it's a very tangled web of different names and organizations and banks and who's involved with what, who's doing what. But hold tight with me. But I did want to go ahead and get this content out because despite the fact that this rant was kind of not exactly related to the story in which I'm trying to tell with the conspiracy theory episodes as I kind of got into some more recent news stuff that, that does play true and is connected to stuff that's happened in the past and stuff that's going on now. It is all connected. It seems to all be interconnected, especially as it relates to Ukraine, Trump, and all this nonsense going on. It seems it's been an ongoing theme since Donald Trump got elected and they all got this Trump derangement syndrome, which caused the entire media and the entire left wing, all the liberals, to go absolutely insane. Um, It has affected our media in such a tragic way that most Americans just don't trust them anymore. And why should they? Why should they? Everything that they oppose, they call a conspiracy theory, and all those conspiracy conspiracy theories have come true. So why would you trust them? But I wanted to throw this quick little episode out short little episode, and we're going to be doing more rants of the day, kind of stuff like this, you guys. I really appreciate you guys listening in. Keep your eye out for the conspiracy theory episodes coming out here shortly. Um, I've got number two that I'm I'm trying to work on here to finish up that I can get out to you guys. The number three is going to be the punctuation mark on the end of the whole thing that Joe Biden is a foreign agent, which I don't know that anybody really doubts that, at least anybody with a brain. So, Hang tight with me. I'm going to keep getting content out to you guys. I want to release these rants of the day. But talk about this stuff with your friends. Talk about this stuff with your family. Talk about this stuff with anybody who wants to engage in the conversation because the only way that we can really have active, open debate to try and hash out what the facts and the realities are of these situations because the news media won't give it to us. And so maybe we can actually hash out the truth, the facts, and what we actually believe amongst each other. Because it is our country. The media is supposed to do a certain job, and they're supposed to supply 
the news, the facts, and the reality to us, but instead they just provide propaganda in their own particular narrative. Regardless of how dishonest or distruthful it is, they don't care. And then when they get it wrong, they don't apologize. They give you something on the bottom of page 37 of their publication that says, oh, hey, we got this wrong, and then they move on as if it never happened. So we're going to have to save ourselves. It is what it is. The media has gotten to this place where they are completely ignoring their duty. That is such an important duty that the Founding Fathers saw fit to provide constitutional protections for them to do that job. And they are abusing those constitutional protections. So, guys, hit us up on social media. I was I was suspended on Twitter for a very, very benign, very ridiculous tweet as it relates to women and being real women and the difference between real women and what the left wants us to believe are women, despite the fact the left fought for civil rights and women's rights for so long, so so diligently. But um, now they seem to have gotten totally away from that. They're trying to destroy women. They're trying to destroy the country. It is what it is. Hit us up on social media. The website is rwtrue.com. Twitter is rw underscore true. Truth Social, rwtrue. And hit us up on Facebook at Red, White, and True Podcast. So, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. You guys, keep listening in. Keep waiting for the Conspiracy Theory episodes to drop. I'm going to have number two out here soon in the next day or so. But thanks for listening. Thank you for everything. And always, always remember, the road to progress is paved in facts. Boom. God bless America. I love America. Yeah.